0: Welcome to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host Isaac Wolf. I am back from vacation and a lot has happened, so much that I have to move my top 10 players list to next episode, very sorry, but we're going to recap the draft, we're going to recap free agency, and we're going to talk a little bit about Team USA because they won gold, despite all the concerns everyone had. They beat France 87-82. to Kevin Durant leading the way with 29 points in the gold medal game. That's his third Olympic gold medal. Draymond Green got his second. JaVale McGee and his mom Pamela became the first mother-son duo to win gold medals. Pamela did it with Team USA uh, for basketball in 1984. And JaVale got it this year. At the end of the day, the team pulled it together and won like I thought they would. Although it was a little bit later than expected in terms of when they would get it together. Three losses between exhibition games and the opening pool game, and a lot of doubts started to creep in about this team. But credit Kevin Durant for rallying these guys and leading them, most of you know who it was their first Olympics, to the gold medal. And it wasn't an easy path. They played Spain, led by the Gasol brothers. Yes, Pau Gasol played. He's like 40 years old. He, is, he looks ancient, bro. I can't believe he <laughs> played. But the Gasol brothers, Ricky Rubio, and six other players with NBA experience were on the Spain roster as well as first-round pick by the Houston Rockets' Usman Garuba. Then, they were down double digits against Australia, who, led by Patty Mills, had seven NBA players on their roster, but they came back and won the game by 19. Then the gold medal game against France included players like Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier, Nick Batum, and five other players with NBA experience. Is the gap between USA and the world smaller? Yes. But is there still a significant gap? Yes. Team USA won without the best shooter in the world, Steph Curry, the best defender in the world, Kawhi Leonard, the best ball handler in the world, Kyrie, a top two scorer in the world, James Harden, and LeBron. We did this with a pretty bum team according to our standards. I'm glad KD played though, because without him, we probably would have lost. Credit to KD for being one of the only superstars to actually show up and represent the USA in these Olympic games. My respect for him has got has gone way up since the beginning of last season. Also, shout out to Luka Doncic for going off with Slovenia. So many big-time performances, including a triple-double in the one-point semifinal loss to France. Luka versus KD for gold would have been something else. Now it's time for some draft recap. The first three picks went as everyone predicted. And then... Numbers 4 through 14 in terms of the lottery was all kinds of whack. Let's start out. Pistons took Cade Cunningham. No shocker here. Rockets take Jalen Green. Jalen Green had a terrific debut in the Summer League last night. 23 points. He played against Evan Mobley, who finished the game with, I think, 12 points. Mobley wasn't as impressive. You could tell he's he needs to get his lower body strength. Uh, he needs to get more lower body strength, I should say. But... All three showed a lot of potential in their first games. And this is where the first shocker of the night came. At number four, the Raptors took Scotty Barnes from Florida State, not Jalen Suggs. This move makes no sense. I understand Barnes has potential. He's going to be possibly a defensive player of the year in in the the future. But he's basically OG Ananobi 2.0. They're very similar players. So Onanobi can shoot a little bit better. Like... Jalen Suggs is the perfect replacement for Kyle Lowry, who is on the Heat. Now we will talk to the, we will talk about that in a little bit. Jalen Suggs is the there, Suggs and Lowry are like the same player. I don't understand why you don't take Kyle Lowry's replacement because right now your starting point guard is Malachi Flynn, who is playing in the summer league, second round pick out of San Diego State. Maybe he was the late first round, I forget. But you took Scotty Barnes when you already have OG Anobi and Pascal Siakam. That just doesn't make any sense. So anyway, Raptors take Barnes, Magic takes Suggs at 5. Then the Thunder take Josh Gidea, Giddy. I never figured out how to pronounce his name. The Thunder take him at 6. He sprained his ankle in his summer league debut. Played like maybe a quarter before he got injured. So we haven't really seen much of him. The Warriors stole Jonathan Kuminga at 7. I mean, honestly, he's the fifth best prospect in this draft. I think he's better than Barnes. I think he's going to be better than Barnes. And the Warriors got a steal there at 7. The Magic took Franz Wagner at 8. I was the only one off there. I thought Fra- uh, Wagner was going to the Kings. So the Magic get Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner in the top 10. That's pretty good. The Kings get Davion Mitchell, and this is also a steal. He's the most NBA-ready prospect right now. I'm not even kidding. Well, maybe Jalen Green is, but not on defense. Never mind. Davion Mitchell is the most NBA-ready two-way player in this draft, and he showed it in his debut in the california classic summer league which was like the warriors the lakers the heat and the kings i think were the four teams that were playing out in sacramento but davion mitchell he is going to be a top five player in this draft i think possibly when it's all said and done the grizzlies took zaire williams a little bit of a reach there, maybe. Guy out of Stanford, small forward, lanky shot creator, kind of like Brandon Ingram, but nowhere near that efficient yet. Not that good of a shooter. His jumper needs to improve, but the potential is there to become a 20-point-per-game scorer. He's a very good defender as well. The Hornets took James Knight at number 11. The Spurs shocked everybody and reached for Josh Primo, From Alabama, he's a shooter. He's a very, very good shooter. He's got deep range shot like 38%, I think, in Alabama last year. He can fit really into any system because he doesn't need the ball to be effective. He's an active defender as well. He has effort on that side of the ball. The Pacers took the shooter, Chris Duarte, from Oregon. And the Warriors got Moses Moody, a productive two-way wing. Plays a lot like Mikal Bridges, if that gives you an idea of who he is. So the Warriors got two quality picks at seven. And 14. Some late first rounders that are notable. The Hornets, they did take Kai Jones, just not at 11. I thought they were going to take Kai, but they got him at 19, and he had one of the he he had maybe the dunk of the summer league in in the first game last night. He is crazy athletic, and he's got a ton of potential. The Knicks drafted Keon Johnson, but traded him to the Clippers. Johnson is freakishly athletic. We know 48 inch vertical. He has a chance to be really really good. He might start out in the G League for a little bit though. The Rockets, at picks 23 and 24, 23, they took Usman Garuba from Spain, the best defender in this draft, and then Josh Christopher. Yes, Jalen Green and Josh Christopher, everybody's favorite AAU duo with Vegas Elite, is back together. That's going to be fun to watch. Christopher did really well in his debut last night as well. The Nets took the score. He took. They took the bucket gator, Cam Thomas from LSU. I think Cam averaged like 23 points per game. And so that is a very good option offensive, offensively coming off the bench, you know, behind a Joe Harris. Some second rounders that deserve some recognition. Jason Preston, the kid from Ohio. And if you haven't heard his story, I'll give you a quick summary. He averaged two points per game his senior year in high school. He wasn't going to go to college for basketball, but he went to a prep school. He went to a prep school and was playing on their C team. They have A, B, C, and maybe a D team, I don't know. They had their, he was playing on their C team. He asked to play on their C team so he can get more minutes and show what he could do. He posted his highlights on Twitter, I think, and Ohio offered him a scholarship. Ohio offered him a scholarship, and his game has grown every year, and this past season he played a terrific game at Illinois. I forget what his stat line was, but Ohio went into Illinois' arena, and they Almost won the game. And it was because of Jason Preston. That's really when his story got out. And he's become pretty famous ever since. And now he got drafted in the second round, 33rd overall. He's going to the Clippers after the Magic originally had that pick that traded him to LA. Jason Preston, congratulations. The road less taken, very less taken. Anyway, at number 40, the Pelicans traded this pick to the Jazz. But it's Jared Butler from Baylor. And there were medical concerns because he wasn't cleared right away to play in the nba but he did get cleared but i think a lot of teams were concerned and i think that's why he fell i think he could have gone in the first round i think he's got a lot of potential he's a very good shooter and he's just a winner him and davion mitchell were the best backcourt in college basketball last season the hawks stole this was a robbery they stole sharif cooper at pick number 48 sharif cooper averaged like 20 and eight assists last year Sharif Cooper is a scorer and a playmaker. He's like, a lot of people were comparing him to Trey Young. He doesn't have anywhere near that type of range or shooting ability, but he's a scorer who can pass the ball very well as well. He's a little bit undersized, but Sharif Cooper at 48, he has lottery potential. I'm not even kidding. The Hawks also got Jalen Johnson from Duke at 20. There's a lot of questions about that kid because he quit midseason with Duke, and nobody really knows why, but... The Grizzlies traded this pick to the Clippers, Brandon Boston Jr. from Kentucky. They got him at 51, and this was clearly a steal because he signed a two-year fully guaranteed contract. Who does that when they're picked 51st? Only Brandon Boston. So the Clippers got Keon Johnson, Jason Preston, and Brandon Boston. That's a pretty impressive load considering the highest pick was 21. 21, 33, and 51 and they got Johnson, Preston, and Boston. And then at 58, the Knicks took Jericho Sims, the most athletic big man maybe you've ever seen. He almost hit his, he hit his eye, like he cut his eye or something or cut his forehead or something on the rim during like a draft combine workout or a draft workout. And he almost hit his head on the rim in, in their summer league game last night when he caught an alley He's got like a 44 and a half inch vertical and he's 6'11", 6'10". He's Jared Allen 2.0, but he's, he's even bouncier. Some uh, undrafted free agents. Aaron Henry from Michigan State got a uh, two-way deal with the Sixers. Some people expected him to go, you know, in the second round. I was kind of surprised when he didn't get drafted. Mack McClung from Texas Tech got a training camp deal with the Lakers. He's playing on their summer league roster right now. Joel Ayai from Gonzaga, two-way deal with the Lakers. McKinley Wright from Colorado, a two-way deal with the Timberwolves. And Dwayne Washington from Ohio State, he got a two-way deal with the Pacers. So congratulations to all those guys on getting their chance. Let's talk about the trades. Mason Plumlee is going to Charlotte. The Pistons sent pick number 37 as well to the Hornets, which ended up being JT Thor from Auburn. The Pistons got pick number 57 in return. Balsa Koprovika, he's a big man from Florida State. But Charlotte, they get their starting center with this trade. Plumlee had an underrated quality season in Detroit last season. His most productive season since 2016, 10 points, second best of his career, nine rebounds a game, uh, career high, three point six assists, second best of his career. Multiple triple levels Smart move by Charlotte, and it allows them to develop Kai Jones behind him. And the Hornets may not be done looking for bigs. Plummy could work as a backup. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they started Bridges at the four and Washington at the five. But Plumlee's an adequate starter too. The Timberwolves are trading Ricky Rubio, a 2022 second round pick, and cash to the Cavs for Torrey and Prince. Both of these guys can contribute. Rubio is a little bit more important for the Cavs because he's a true point guard, and pairing him with Evan Mobley on the pick and roll could be deadly. Rubio's playmaking is still really, really good, and he he averaged 25 a game in the Olympics. I mean, this dude was crazy. He he, did, I don't even know if he averaged double digits this year in the NBA. He went nuts playing for Spain. If we get that, if the Cavs get that, Ricky Rubio, oh my goodness. But he can certainly help Evan Mobley get to where he needs to be to start his career. The Mavericks traded Josh Richardson to the Celtics for Moses Brown. So two centers are gone now for the Celtics. They only have five now. Actually, it's four. Sad day. Taco Fall was not offered the restricted free agent qualifying offer, so it doesn't sound like he's coming back. I don't know where he's going. He's not on any summer league rosters right now. His career could be over. The Jazz are trading Derek Favors in a future first-round pick to the Thunder for a future second-round pick. This really just gives OKC, you know, their young team a veteran presence. It's a solid move. Utah could have done a lot better than getting just a second in return. They could have at least gotten Mike Muscala. Anyway, the Celtics, Hawks, and Kings have a three-team trade going. The Kings get uh, Tristan Thompson. The Celtics get Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a future second-round pick. So, now the Celtics are back up to five centers. The Hawks get DeLon Wright... And the Warriors traded Eric Pasco to the Jazz for a second round pick. That was a steal by Utah. And then the next traded Landry Shaman to the Suns for Javon Carter in the 29th pick, which ended up being DeRon Sharp, the center from North Carolina. That is good for their front court, that front court depth. Shaman to the Suns, you know, that's perfect. They really didn't have a backup for Booker. Payne backed up Paul, but at the two they lacked a quality replacement for Devin. Shaman is just what they needed. As for Carter, he's a defensive minded point guard. Not sure what his role will look like with with Brooklyn this upcoming season. The Grizzlies traded Grayson Allen to the Bucks for Sam Merrill and two second-round picks. Oh, and don't worry. I did not forget the biggest trade of the offseason so far. The Lakers sent Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and the 22nd overall pick, which I believe was... It was not Isaiah Jackson. I do not remember who the 22nd pick was. But they sent that to the Wizards for two future second-round picks. And Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is teaming up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We will talk a little bit more about this in detail in the next episode, but I'm going to scratch the surface here a little bit. Did you see how the Lakers were guarding Russell Westbrook in the bubble? When the Lakers played the Rockets in the 2020 playoffs – Did you see how the Lakers were guarding Russell Westbrook? They left him wide open from the three-point line. I mean, there was probably five feet of space between him and the nearest defender. And Westbrook would shoot. He would make probably one out of every five threes he took. And now they think he's the answer? Hmm. And then they sign all these old guys. I don't know. We'll have to look into it a little bit more. We'll get into that next episode but yes russell westbrook is pairing up with lebron james and anthony davis in la certainly trying to challenge the nets big three which i personally still think is better we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to recap free agency Welcome back to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I'm your host, Isaac Wolf. Let's look at some of the players that re-signed first. Because, you know, save the best for last. Players that move around are more entertaining. Kawhi Leonard is going back to the Clippers. The terms are being discussed. We really don't know what his contract will look like. Chris Paul is coming back to the Suns on a he's coming back to the Suns on a four-year, 120 million dollar deal. I said his best chance to win a ring was somewhere else where he joined a super team, but with Russ going to LA, this move makes sense and is probably the best option for Paul to be a heavy minute starter, big time contributor to a winning team. Mike Conley is rejoining the Jazz, three years, 72.5 million dollars. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going back to the Mavericks. Four years, $72 million. And Blake Griffin, how about this? He's returning to the Nets on a one-year deal. I assume it's the veterans minimum. Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel re-signed with the Knicks. Jarrett Allen, five years, $100 million to stay with the Cavaliers. Cleveland locked up their center for the future. Got rid of Andre Drummond at the trade deadline. Now this means Evan Mobley could probably, he probably will end up playing more of the four. Or he could even come off the bench as crazy as it sounds to start his career, depending on how... How ready he is. T.J. McConnell's going back to the Pacers. He's getting paid $35 million over four years. Reggie Jackson, the star. (laughs) Honestly. Well, Paul George was the star, but Reggie Jackson was crazy in the playoffs for the Clippers this year. Two years, $22 million. He's coming back to L.A. Duncan Robinson re-signed with the Heat. Five years, $90 million. This is way too much money. He's very overpaid. No disrespect whatsoever. But you are getting... Duncan Robinson is getting as much money as Kyle Lowry. Now, granted, it's over five years compared to Lowry's getting in three, but this is way too heavy of an investment in a guy who can only shoot. He can He can shoot very well. He, he definitely is a great shooter, but he can't play defense. He isn't comfortable with the ball in his hands. He's not a good defender. I don't like this move by the heat. It makes sense to bring him back. What to pay him? Ninety million dollars. That's over the top. David Nawabo is returning to the Rockets. Three years, $15 million. more Harkless coming back to the Kings. Danny Green. The Sixers are re-signing Danny Green. Two years, $20 million. That is very good. Wherever Danny goes, I mean, his team wins. Went from San Antonio, where he won a championship and hit a crazy amount of threes in that 2014 finals, to Toronto, where he wins in his only year there. Then goes to the Lakers, wins a championship there. Now maybe he can bring one to Philly. Gary Trent Jr. What do you know about him? He's a crazy good shooter. He was swapped for Norman Powell at the deadline. He's now on the Raptors, coming back in three years, $54 million. And his shooting ability is crazy. His dad, Gary Trent Sr., I think he was called Jack of the Mac, I believe. And Gary Trent is just the complete opposite. He's a lights out shooter, and he's a very, very good piece for the Toronto Raptors. Solomon Hill coming back to the Hawks on a one-year deal. Nick Batum re-signing with the Clippers on a two-year deal. Some of these Olympic guys are like... Getting deals done while they're playing in Tokyo. I, it's weird. Anyway, Furkan Korkmaz coming back to the Sixers. Cameron Payne re-signed with the Suns. Three years, $19 million. Kind of broke out this postseason. Bobby Portis, the fan favorite in Milwaukee, is coming back. Two years, $9 million. Corey Joseph coming back to the Pistons. Abdel Nader re-signing with the Suns. Derek Rose. Coming back to the New York Knicks, three years and $47 million. The Knicks are starting to get some consistency. Guys are staying. Rose, Burks, Noel. They're adding guys like Evan Fournier and Campbell Walker, which we'll talk about in a minute. They're in the market for Dame if he asks for a trade. The Knicks are very relevant again. It's good to see New York back in the mix of quality teams in the East. Norman Powell, re-signing with the Blazers. Five years, $90 million. See, Duncan Robinson is getting paid as much as Norman Powell. If you don't know much about Norman Powell, he can do a lot more than Duncan Robinson can. Will Barton for the Nuggets, tw- two years, thirty-two million dollars. That's overpaid. This dude can't play more than thirty-two games. I mean, <laughs> he's gonna get a million dollars a game with how often he's injured. It's it's not a good investment. Jamichael J- Green is re-signing with the Nuggets, two years, seventeen million dollars. Terrence Davis coming back to the Kings, two-year deal. Mike Muscala, who we talked about earlier, was coming back to the Thunder. Rashawn Holmes, re-signed with the Kings, four-year, $55 million. If you don't know who Rashawn Holmes is, he is actually worth $55 million. He's a very productive big man. He's capable of putting up 23 and 10 at night. I'm not even kidding. He's a very, very good rebounder, very good interior defender, and he's a great finisher around the rim. He just has a lot of size that he uses to his advantage. Ken Burch, signed a three-year, $20 million deal, coming back to the Raptors. Birch is one of the best rebounders I've ever seen. He, he went crazy on the boards in the G League, and that is, that is translated to the next level. $20 million, well worth the investment for the Toronto Raptors. Taylan Horton-Tucker came back to the Lakers on a three-year $32 million deal. What has he proven? $32 million over three years? I didn't watch a lot of Lakers games this year. But but Taylan Horton-Tucker, his best game was like in the preseason when he dropped like 25, 28, whatever it was. I don't think he's worth $32 million. But anyway, Bruce Brown re-signing with the Nets, one year $4 million. That's Good for the Nets. They need to keep as many pieces as they can with the way the Lakers are loading up, which we'll talk about in a second. Lou Williams coming back to the Hawks. Taj Gibson also returning to the Knicks. John Collins agreed to a five-year, $125 million deal with the Hawks. And Victor Oladipo is coming back to the Heat on a one-year minimum. He has another knee injury, I think. And there's a chance that he misses a lot of this season, but he's... Just signing this one-year minimum, and once he gets back, he wants to prove that he's healthy and earn a bigger contract next offseason. Perhaps with the Heat, maybe he wants to go somewhere else. I don't know, but Victor Oladipo has really just been in a downward spiral ever ever, ever since that quad injury. All right, who is on the move? There's actually a lot of them. Let's start out with Lonzo Ball. He's going to the Bulls. Via sign-and-trade. Four years, $85 million. Sodoransky, Thomas Sodoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick are going to New Orleans. This is a good move for the Bulls. This gives the Bulls the playmaker they haven't had since Derrick Rose left. He'll play well with the high-flying Levine. There's, there are certainly going to be a lot of lobs. You know, Levine's not Zion, but he can jump about just as high. So, they'll be fun to watch. They also acquired DeMar DeRozan. The Bulls got DeMar DeRozan. Three years, $85 million. Duncan Robinson is getting paid more than DeMar DeRozan. My goodness. Anyway, Al Farouk Thaddeus Young, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks are going back to San Antonio. For DeRozan. Kyle Lowry going to the Heat. Three years, $90 million. Perfect for the Heat culture. Tough two-way thread, defensive-minded leader. He and Jimmy Butler will go together like peanut butter and jelly. Kelly Olynyk. Is going to the Pistons on a three-year $37 million deal. He's a stretch big, and that that is great for a rookie point guard point forward like Cade Cunningham that he can use in pick and pops. He's going to make a lot of plays for him. Troy Craig is going to the Pacers. This is the guy who got a ring regardless of who won the finals. He started the season on the Bucs, ended the season on the Suns. Suns lost, but he still got the the ring from Milwaukee. Now he's on the Pacers, two years, $10 million. Jeff Green is going to the Nuggets. That's a key loss for Brooklyn's bench, two years, $10 million. Dwight Howard is returning to the Lakers for the third time. Okay, he's going to the Lakers for the third time, returning there for the second time. It's a one-year deal. He's just ring chasing at this point. I mean, he was there when they won in 2020, left to to back up Embiid in Philly last year, and now he's back in L.A. Evan Fournier, signed with the next four years, $78 million. He deserves this type of money. He can average 20 points per game. He's a nice second option next to Julius Randle. Not sure what this means for R.J. Barrett, though. Maybe it's a three-way share of the scoring load. Or four now because they got Campbell Walker. You know, all, all four of them are capable of averaging 20 a game. That's if Barrett reaches his full potential, of course. Trevor Ariza and Wayne Ellington are going to the Lakers on one-year deals. Ariza returns. He, I believe he won it in, when they were champions in either 9 or 10 or 10 9 <laughs> or 10 or both. And then Wayne Ellington, he's a shooter. Very good shooter. Played for the Pistons last year. Devontae Graham is going to the Pelicans via sign and trade. Four years, $47 million. The Pelicans send a 2022 lottery-protective first-round pick in exchange. Like... That is a genius move by the Pelicans. Lottery protected. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. That is their pick. Guarantee it. They, they will definitely keep that pick, and it will turn out to be grand for nothing. <laughs> the Pelicans just finesse the Hornets. P.J. Tucker is going to the Heat. Two years, $15 million. Another perfect fit in the Heat culture. The Heat are building a real squad. I talked about his role well with the Bucks. Uh, he's going to bring that to the heat, uh, my, but Miami, they are making moves. Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker. They re-signed Jimmy Butler, but they gave Duncan Robinson $90 million. Sorry. I keep talking about that, but Daniel Tyson is going to the Rockets four years, $36 million undersized center to possibly pair with wood in the front court. He brings toughness and in interior defense. The only problem is his height. He's six eighties too small to defend most centers in this league. So the move has its pros and cons. Andre Drummond is going to the Sixers on a one-year deal. Basically, Drummond and Howard swapped. Howard's back in LA. Drummond's going to going from LA to Philly to back up Embiid. And if you haven't seen it, the meme of Joel Embiid like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you're here now. Fun, because Embiid and Drummond had a lot of beef <laughs> when they when when Drummond was with the Pistons and Embiid made that tweet about owning a lot of real estate in Drummond's head. But it's gonna be interesting to see how they fare. I can't I I wish I could watch their practices. Those two battling could get very, 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 very physical, very, very intense. But it's fun. It's fun. Trey Lyles is going to the Pistons two years, $5 million. Ennis Cantor, Cantor is returning to the Celtics on a one-year deal. Cody Zeller is going to the Blazers. He left the Hornets because he wasn't what they wanted really. Uh, so he gets a one-year deal there and he basically replaces Zach Collins, who's going to the Spurs. Three years $22 million. This he literally broke his foot, I think. Like this offseason. He's not gonna play this year. The Spurs played him the Spurs paid him $22 million to play 22 games over the next three years. That's how injured that's how often he's injured. I don't like this investment by the Spurs. He's way too injury-prone for that much money. JaVale McGee is going to the Suns one year, five million dollars. Honestly. Give JaVale the three year $22 million deal and Zach Collins the one year $5 million deal. And he got it. He, McGee got this deal done while in Tokyo on the Olympic team. I don't know how that works, but it's impressive. Alex Caruso is also going to the Bulls. Four years, $37 million. This is interesting. He's a 3D guard, can play one or the two, will likely pair well with Kobe White off the bench. So the Bulls have Lonzo Ball. Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. They are for real. Maybe. Ken Bazemore's going to the Lakers on a one-year deal. That, we have four reunions in L.A. this year. Dwight's coming back. Wayne Ellington did play for the Lakers before this season. Ken Bazemore had played for the Lakers previously, and so did Trevor Riza. So, four guys returning to the Lakers. Just a bandwagon with LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis to try and get a title. Because let's be honest, that's that's what they're doing. They don't have any other reason to keep playing than to ring chase. Kelly Oubre is going to the Hornets. Two years, $26 million. That's an interesting fit because Charlotte's front court is kind of loaded. They have Gordon Hayward still. If you forgot about him because he was injured forever. Miles Bridges. PJ Washington. Who did I just say? They got Mason Plumley? Kai Jones now. Kelly Oubre maybe the sixth man. I don't know. George Hill is going back to the Bucs after the Sixers waived him. Sam Decker, do you remember him from Wisconsin? He's returning to the Raptors. Or not returning to the Raptors. He's returning to the NBA to play for the Raptors. He played two years overseas after playing with Houston, the Clippers, Cleveland, and Washington. Four teams in four years to start his career. Campbell Walker is going to the Knicks. Agreed to a buyout with the Thunder. That is a big-time move by New York. Reggie Bullock, really the only piece that the the Knicks are losing. He's going to the Mavericks three years, $30 million. Brent Forbes is returning to the Spurs after winning the championship this year, shooting 45% from three this season. He is going back to the Spurs, and I don't know the details of that deal yet. Doug McDermott is also going to the Spurs. Three years, $42 million for Doug McDermott. My goodness. George Yang from the Jazz. Do you remember him? He's going to the Sixers. Two years, $6 million. Sterling Brown is going to the Mavs on a one-year deal. Alex Lang going to the Kings. These are a little bit less significant, guys. Sterling Brown is going to the Mavericks. Alex Lang going to the Kings. Gorgie Jang going to the Hawks. Markeith Morris. The Lakers are losing Morris to the Heat. So the Heat get another quality backup veteran. Ish Smith going to the Hornets. Semi Ojole going to the Bucks. Rodney Hood going to the Bucks. Patty Mills is going to the Nets. Two years, $12 million, $12 million deal. My goodness. This is perfect. This is an amazing pickup by the Nets. Who was their backup point guard for Kyrie last year? Oh, yeah, some guy named Mike James. And when he wasn't available, who else was? Chris Chiosa on a two-way deal? And then Tyler Johnson, the dude with the crazy hair and doesn't have a, one of his teeth. Like... <laughs> Patty Mills is exactly what the Nets needed to back up Kyrie Irving. DeAndre Bembry is also going to the Nets on a one-year deal. I don't really know. He's probably ring-chasing at this point. Ben McLemore, he is a shooter. He played for the—he was traded from the Rockets to the Lakers or released by the Rockets and signed by the Lakers. I think he was released by the Rockets, signed by the Lakers Lakers last year. He's going to the Blazers. Gives Dame a good shooter to play with. Otto Porter Jr., he had promised— When he got drafted third overall by the Wizards, but he's going to the Warriors now and he really hasn't become much. Robin Lopez is going to the Magic. Tony Snell going to the Blazers. Kendrick Nunn also bandwagon to the Lakers. Two years, $10 million. Justice Winslow is going to the Clippers. Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gay are signing with the Jazz. Nemanja Violica is going to the Warriors. He's a big, he's like a 6'8", 6'9", stretch four. James Johnson is going to the Nets. He's ring chasing. One-year deal. Malik Monk is ring chasing with the Lakers. And Spencer Dinwiddie is going to the Wizards. This was another sign and trade. I believe a second round pick and a draft swap are going back to Brooklyn for this. He's getting a three-year $62 million deal. He's basically Russell Westbrook's replacement because the Wizards needed a point guard. They got Kuzma, Harrell, and KCP, a wing, a big, and another wing. Smart pickup by Washington. Carmelo Anthony is also bandwagoning to the Lakers on a one-year deal. And Andre Godala is coming back. To Golden State, how great is this? We got the old crew back. If they could just re- if they could just acquire Harrison Barnes from the Kings, that would be pretty amazing. We got Steph. He had an amazing season this year, MVP caliber type season. Klay's coming back. As long as he doesn't get injured again. They have Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala now, James Wiseman. They the Warriors are for real this year. So yes, that is a lot of deals. But if you got anything from it, it's basically Lonzo to the Bulls, DeRozan to the Bulls, Walker to the Knicks, and then a bunch of people bandwagoning to the Lakers. So let's talk about. Let's quickly mention one, two, three, four, five, six contract extensions that were given out during this time. Trey Young signed an extension with the Hawks, five years, $207 million. Shea Gilgis-Alexander with the Thunder is locked up for five years, $172 million. Julius Randle just got locked up long-term by the Knicks, four years, one hundred seventy million million. Total contract now equals five years, $140 million. He was set to make $23 million this year. Jimmy Butler coming back to the Heat, four years, one hundred forty. million. 184 million dollars that's too much money for a guy who's 31 his prime was 2020 it's over his production is going to go down Overinvestment by the heat in this guy yes we understand he's a former all-star but if last season is any sort of preview of how his career is lining up to look like it's i mean the heat have made a mistake my financially they already did with duncan robinson but have i mentioned duncan robinson enough i probably have i should stop hating on his deal steph curry is locked up once again with the Warriors. Four years, $215 million. First player ever in NBA history to sign two separate $200 million deals. And honestly, nobody else deserves it more than him. Because he's really the only superstar that has stayed in one spot from the beginning of his beginning of his career. All those Warriors guys. Steph, Clay, and Dre. Credit to them for staying with Golden State. Everybody else has moved around. Kevin Durant is locked up with the Nets for the next four years, $198 million. There's also the chance that they ex- that Brooklyn extends James Harden and Kyrie Irving, but that'd be a load of money, and they're probably going deep into the luxury tax. To wrap up today, this day in NBA history, nothing significant happened, sorry. Happy birthday to Heat Center, Joel Anthony, who, if most 2K fans know, he's like the worst NBA player of all time because he was always like a 64, 65, 66, 67 overall. But... He is an NBA champion, so can't really hate on him. Celtics legend, Bob Cousy from the 50s and probably the 60s too. Spurs guard, Vinny Del Negro, former Spurs guard, Vinny Del Negro, And longtime NBA point guard, Derek Fisher. I'm making a new podcast relatively soon, more soon than I normally do, because we need to talk about my top 10 players, because I promised that to you this episode. And we're also going to go into more detail... We're going to elaborate a little more on the on the trades, specifically Russell Westbrook, and then we're going to talk about the Bulls and probably the Knicks, too, because the winners from free agency are the Bulls, the Knicks, and the Lakers. Hold up before we go. Let me talk about the winners of the draft very, very quickly. For me, it's like the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Warriors. The Pistons because they got kick-cutting in. The Rockets because they got four first-round picks that all look terrific. Three of them balled out in their first game, in their first summer league game. Jalen Green, we saw what he did. Josh Christopher was great, too. Alperen Sengun from Turkey. This guy's actually good. I had no idea who he was when the Rockets drafted him. But he's a a very below-the-rim player. He's not that athletic, but he's like 6'10". He's very, very physical. He's like, what, 18, maybe 19 years old? And he is so big and so physical great rebounder draws a ton of fouls he's so crafty down low and he talks to the basketball when he's at the free throw line that's very unique but he gets to the line enough makes makes enough of them he had 15 points and 15 rebounds in his debut so the Rockets got Jalen Green Josh Christopher Alperen Chingun and Uzman Garuba who we have yet to see on the NBA Summer League stage but in the, the Olympics he was doing very well he's the best defender in this draft in my opinion. So the Rockets are big-time winners. The Pistons are big-time winners because they get Cade Cunningham, and they got Luka Garza late in the second round. And then the Warriors because they stole Jonathan Kuminga at seven. And a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people are high on Moses Moody. So we'll see how that works out for them. I think he had like 18 or 19 points in his debut with their summer league squad. So maybe those two will work out to be very, very productive wings. We'll see what happens.